0: and welcome to inside job with v and pam we're here to share and discuss ways that we've found joy meaning self-love and purpose in our life journeys though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences one truth remains constant change is an inside job Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. This is episode 14. Pam and V talk about getting buried under an emotional load and what it takes to ask for help. How do we recognize that pushing through isn't always the best choice? Being vulnerable and honest with ourselves, giving ourselves permission to say, I need help, or I need to stop, can be uncomfortable and is also one of the strongest actions we can take. Whose permission are you waiting for in order to ask for what you need? Today's topic is putting down the emotional load and asking for help. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. I wonder if you have something to say about today's topic. <laughs> um, I have a lot to say, and
1: uh, and uh, I will start by letting everyone know that initially we were going to record yesterday. That was the day we had sort of set to get together, and I did not realize until I kind of got maybe 30 minutes out to when we were going to talk that my emotional load was beyond capacity. And in that moment, I felt like my brain was mush and my ability to kind of do one more thing was not there. And in the past, I think what I would have done is just powered through it, just said, this and uh, you have to show up and and there's no you know just just find one more ounce of, of energy here but I, what I did was I I reached out to you and said I have to cancel today I just can't do one more thing I'm gonna get myself outside in nature and I'm gonna turn off my devices and thank you for understanding And of course you were very gracious and said absolutely you said to me thank you for asking for what you need which you know sort of hit me like oh that is what i needed and i don't do this perfectly and in the past my way of handling it would have been to power through it but i had nothing left to give in that moment. And I really needed to get away from uh, technology and just um, sort of away from what had gone on in the last week and just give myself some space. And part of my brain was saying, oh, now you're going to be even further behind. But the other part, the part that that said to me, my my inner knowing said, "Just just shut everything down for a few hours. You know, this is what you need. And I could hear that part. And that's sort of the beauty of being willing to ask for help, being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to not have all the answers, being willing to show up imperfectly. Um, And so this time, I knew I needed to just take a step back. And I think it is really, really hard, and I know it's always been for me, Hard to just sort of clear the decks and say help, or I can't do one more thing. Um, you know, we all have such a load that we're carrying, and there's times when an extra thing or two doesn't make any difference. We can do that, but there are times when we have a heavy emotional load that one more thing just tips us over the edge. And I wasn't even recognizing in the time what had gone on in the last week and. Um, And it, you know, it wasn't anything dramatic, but it was, I had a heavy emotional load. And I also had a lot of technology problems. And so I spent so much time staring at the screen because everything was going way slower that my own battery was completely drained. (laughs) So um, I just thought it would be great today to talk about, you know, when is it okay? And and why is it not always okay (laughs) to say stop and to regroup and to ask for help and so that's that's what i thought would be a good thing to talk about today and i'm curious so what is your experience with all of this
0: first thank you because i believe that so many of us do this and we just take it as a matter of course that this is how life is supposed to be i think that's part of the reason that we think we have to keep carrying it simply because that's what's become expected of us over time. So, I am a New England Yankee, and I grew up at the knee of a woman who believed that she had to do all of the things in order for them to be done correctly, and in order for them to be done, uh, in the time frame in which she liked them done, and she supported other people she supported us as her family in so many ways financially emotionally physically um never asked for help and yet told everyone else how important it was so talk about do as i say not as i do so that's what i grew up believing was the wife's and mother's and friends and community supporters role was to take on all the things and just be the quiet one in the background, constantly chugging away, doing all the things. And I tried that for a very long time. And the more that I did it, and I'm talking like probably, well, almost half my life. So considering that it's almost half my life, I feel like I'm still winning because that part is definitely the shorter end of the the spectrum. I can tell you that at one time when I was in that mind frame, I had literally the day before had an outpatient surgical procedure, which required general anesthesia for a short period of time. I had gotten dropped off at the hospital, told people that I was fine and that I didn't need anybody there to help, got picked up from the hospital, quietly got driven home, you know, took care of everything that needed to be taken care of. Meanwhile, I'm like doubled over trying to figure out how I'm going to just crawl up to bed. Got up the next morning and started helping, uh, prepare for a construction crew that was coming to start renovations on our house, like within a two-day time frame, it had never occurred to me that I would not be able to do these things until I physically was so exhausted by doing these things that I was ready to, I was just ready to literally collapse. Um, That was my first wake-up call to, it is okay to say I can't do this right now. Um, And even then, it's taken me, well, that was seven years ago. It took me probably another four or five years before I really began to consciously recognize that asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but actually a sign of of strength, a sign of vulnerability. And you know I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, and she says that being vulnerable is one of the strongest things we'll ever do. It's vulnerable to ask for help. It's vulnerable to say out loud, I can't do this right now. I don't have one more conversation left in me. (laughs) And when I know that I have someone I can trust at the other end of that message, I'm much more comfortable to say it out loud and ask for help than I am when I'm not sure how it's going to be received. So I think part of the part of the discussion too, maybe for another time, is going to be how do we build that resilience? How do we build that tolerance for taking that risk and being honest and respecting ourselves for it and asking other people to respect us for it? Another topic for a different time. So um, one of the questions that I think we should be bringing up is Why do we think, I know why I think this is something we have to do, something we're supposed to do. Um, How do we help ourselves let go of that supposition? Whose permission do we need to put down part of the load? How does taking that time, making that space for ourselves, asking for help, allow us, sorry, how does asking for support help us more than we can possibly imagine? Instead of seeing it as a sign of weakness, how can we see it as a benefit to ourselves and to the other person that we're asking for help?
1: Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I think I, for the first part of that, I think I didn't know well, I know I didn't know it was okay to have needs and to take up space and to ask for things. That was just point blank. That, that was not uh, something that I saw as something that I was capable of receiving or even um, worthy of receiving. So for me, as I s- started and continued on my <clears throat> self-love journey, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I started to realize that, people were okay when I spoke up for myself I was the one that wasn't okay with it because it felt uncomfortable and here's the other part of that I got so much validation for being selfless that uh, I, I was just scooping it up like you know ice cream in a bowl more 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 please I didn't know it at the time I didn't have those ulterior motives at the time but I was getting my needs met from others and outside validation And I had to start to actually be the one to know and believe and practice being okay just as I am. And so humans have needs and wants even and preferences. And so, you know, I had to start to give myself what I needed. And that for me, that started with what do I need? that, That wasn't, I had to even go that far like how I don't know what I need Um, but what happened is as I started to do that I started to figure out what I needed and how I needed to be in this world and what I wanted so it really kind of um, is just like everything else like being vulnerable for the first time Um, saying I love you to someone quitting a job whatever you have to do it and practice it, and and for me, I had allies, buddies, friends, people that loved me, that were ready and waiting to sort of um, be be happy for me that I was that I was doing this now, and uh, not not feeling like I was letting them down by doing less in their lives, but actually feeling like I was. Becoming my full self, um, and so I think one of the things you said earlier is having a safe place and a and a supportive place to be able to talk about these things. Huge, um, and so that again, that's that's a that's probably another topic too. Is how do we let people in? <laughs> but the other part of of that, and I'll just I'll just share is that yesterday, after I, um, you know, messaged you and said I, I can't do one more thing i knew that i just needed to get outside and i needed to turn all my devices off and i don't know how i knew that because i haven't done that in that way before but something inside of me said you are drained so the last thing you need to do is push through and what happened was i shut down my phone i shut down my computer P.S., it was my day off from my regular work, so there was no need for me to really be on the computer in terms of work, but I kept peeking at things because I thought, well, what if I miss this? It'll be more work tomorrow. No one expects that of me except for me, and so I shut everything down. I went outside. I did some everyday things (laughs) that required no emotional load. And in a good five or six hours, I felt completely recharged. It was like a fast charge on the phone <laughs> for life. And it was so miraculous in a sense that that really taking that space, I kind of came back today more clear for sure, more organized, more presence, and ready for this and all the other things that are happening today. And... And I'm not behind I'm I'm actually in a better place than I was before I pulled the plug yesterday so that has come slowly and again I don't do it perfectly but I just listened for what do I do next and what came to me was you need a break you need to literally unplug in emotionally and energetically with your devices and with your task list that always is running through my head (laughs) and just actually like put some laundry away and not because that was a task but because I wanted a clearer space. Um, I read the last of a book that I've been putting off for weeks and it was like one of those detective murder mystery kind of things and I finally got to enjoy how it all came together because I gave myself space and that filled me up. So yeah, it's a practice like everything. And I was practicing that yesterday. So thank you for those questions. Those are great.
0: Thank you for those answers. That was really wonderful to hear. Can you tell me, and I'm not even sure if you can pinpoint this. But if you can, you mentioned, I recognized that I had to start giving this to myself. How did you begin that? What was, what was one of the first instances or circumstances or even objects or opportunities that you gave yourself to be able to step back and put down the load?
1: i I think you know it's i'm I'm giving myself a moment to think here. I'm trying to think if there was one moment. I know there were different moments in different circumstances where I started to say what I needed, and um, there wasn't this huge ripple across the world <laughs> like I thought um, but I I think I had this one moment where it felt like I got this message. You actually know what you need best, Pam. And try different things and see what works for you. Reading books are great. Watching videos are great. Talking to friends that, you know, have been on this path too. is Those are all great things. But nobody... But me is gonna really know what I need and that felt like a scary place because I really wanted other people to fix me and to help me to find my true self (laughs) but I did have this thought this flash of you know you know best you can trust yourself You just have to learn how to do that. And you'll learn how to do that by practicing it and falling down at times and getting back up. But you can do this. And, you know, that felt so powerful to me and also so scary, but I knew it was true. And that's sort of where a lot of this has stemmed from for me. So thank you for asking.
0: What I hear is rather than saying, I deserve this, this is my right, this is something that I'm supposed to have, you gave yourself permission to ask for help, to ask yourself what you need, to make it simple. And that's really where it starts. We cannot change Every aspect of life in the blink of an eye and it really is as simple as right in this moment what do I need not what do I need net tomorrow not what do I need next week not what did I need yesterday but right in this moment what do I need right now do I need some water a cup of tea do I need to engage with a friend? Do I need to sit quietly for 10 minutes? Do I need to give myself a like a sensory check-in to make sure I'm present in my body? These are all very simple ways that we can come back to ourselves and check in and say, honey, what do you need? That lovely question that you offered that I now offer to so many people and also to myself. When we recognize that we are the ones who give permission to ourselves, it can be scary because there's a responsibility there. And also, we know ourselves better than anyone else on the planet knows us. And when we can learn over time consistently that we know what we need, listen to that inner voice, that's how we build trust within ourselves. And that's how we can begin to put down the emotional load knowing that we can trust ourselves, that we have our own backs and that it is okay to ask other people to help us carry the burden. Pam, thank you so much for bringing this to the table today. This is a really beautiful discussion and I think it's going to ripple out to a lot of other topics that we cover here.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh every time we do this, I understand more, think more, appreciate more. And um, I'm just thinking of everyone that's listening out there. Um, and, and wherever you are at, um, y- you, you can trust yourself. So thank you. Thank you, V. Thank you for this time today. Thank
0: you, Pam. It's always wonderful to be here with you. Thanks so much for listening today. Please share your comments, questions, and ideas by contacting us at coachpamdavis at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Inside Job with V and Pam. And remember, change is an inside job.